Have you been dreaming about paying off credit card debt, installing solar panels, going to college, or even buying a plane? Yes, someone really did that. With a figure HELOC, your home can help you cover vacations, medical bills, retirement, wedding expenses, home improvement, emergencies, or a pool. The opportunities are endless. Unlock up to $400,000 and choose the fastest HELOC on the planet at figure.com. Faster than a bank loan, cheaper than a personal loan. Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus we are pleased to be joined by the one and only Tom E. Curran at Tom E. Curran from NBC Sports Boston. Tom E. is brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tom E. Curran at 1-800-GET-HAIR. And Tom E. Curran currently joins us via the Harbor One hotline. Good afternoon, fair sir, Mr. Curran, and how was your holiday? Happy holidays, boys. It was terrific. Let's get after it. Okay, so how should we feel about the Patriots winning on uh, Christmas Eve? (laughs) You know, Andrew, conflicted. Conflicted. (laughs) I mean, to what end does that win result in? I mean, it's as I sit here and start to get ready to, to do a quick slant tonight, it's a story of redemption. But redemption from what? Does... Chad Ryland's 56-yard field goal wiped the slate clean from a disappointing rookie season. Certainly helps to change the conversation and gives him confidence, but was Devontae Parker's performance of four catches in high-leverage situations enough to have folks move on from the fact that he's got 31 for the year and the Patriots maybe don't need to look for a legitimate number one wide receiver? You know, is is your fourth win of the year on Christmas Eve enough to change the conversation, or was it just indicative of, hey, this is a really good defense, and even when they're missing players, it's so well coached and schemed that it's tough to move on. And this offense with Bailey Zappi and a, a well constructed game plan by by Bill O'Brien can, can actually, you know, do a nice job. We have some building blocks but we do have a lot more work to do. So that's how I felt. You know, it's funny, Tom, because I, like many, 
had started to steer into the, all right, it's just in the best interest of the football team to kind of lose out and secure a top three pick, depending on whether you want to trade it, if you're going to go with a receiver, a quarterback, a tackle, an equity, who knows. But then, like many, like do you say, to what avail and what end, I found myself getting pulled back into the excitement of the game, Bailey Zappi balling out the defense, Christian Barmore, who deserves to be signed to insert you know, giant oversized novelty check of uh, American dollars kind of contract here and the Ryland redemption story as well. And it just makes you think that like, you know, save, you know, playing for Andrew Luck and putting in Curtis Painter, any Bill Belichick team and somebody also with Bailey Zappi's moxie is never going to play to lose. So we best just embrace the fact that they're going to try two more times and then it's going to be a bananas offseason. Yeah. And that's to me is the straw man to beat all other straw mans completely into the ground. The number of people, whether it be Zoe or Andrew Callahan, or, or you say no, but whoever thought that Bill Belichick was going to try to lose games or tank, whoever thought that the team was going to lie down with David Andrews or anybody else, individual players might have peekaboo effort on certain plays, but I don't think like an Anthony Jennings or a Christian Barmore or a Jelani Tavai or a Juwan Bentley or David Andrews or an Ezekiel Elliott is going to give peekaboo effort. So this notion that, hey, anybody who thought the Patriots were going to be tanked, nobody thought that. Nobody ever thought that. The question, the merit of trying to lose was discussed. The wisdom of sitting there at six instead of two was discussed. But I, I just... No one ever thought they were going to literally tank. The benefits of them tanking, the benefits of them losing were discussed. But when Max Jones came out for Bailey Zappi to play, that's because they couldn't watch the guy anymore. He was preventing them from having a chance to win games. They weren't trying to save anything. So I think that if you really like the team, and everybody can do it the way they want, and you like football, and you've been covering the team or following the team for a long time, you're in the, you know, let the cards fall where they may. You're going to hate it in April when it's 823 and the Patriots should be on the clock and they have all the prospects right in front of you. And you know you have to wait until 910, and a lot of things are going to happen between then and a lot of players are going to go off the board or the best players are going to go off the board. But you can't expect them to lose. You just can't. Tom, what is your, uh, I guess, evolving opinion of Bailey Zappi? Because, you know, he had a little different script this week. He wasn't great in the first half. Then he had a little bit of a flurry in the third quarter. Then he made the throws he needed to make for the game-winning field goal. But he still hasn't put together, you know, a full 60 minutes of football. I mean, they went three and out, what, six times, including in the fourth quarter when the other team was coming back. So, like, how are we feeling about, ba- oh, how are we feeling about Bailey Zappi these days? I would give Bailey Zappi the same defenses I always gave Mac Jones. If Mac Jones went out there with those that array of offensive skill position players, I'd say, of course he went three and out. He's got nobody in front of him. He's got no Cole Strange. So to me, my feeling on Bailey Zappi is everything that's been put in front of him, he's been able to finish his plate and do a nice job with. Who does he think he is? <laughs> that's, that's a question. Who do you think you are? Do you think... You're the next Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins. Or do you realize you're probably more like Gardner Minshew? Or are you Tommy DeVito and Josh Dobbs? What are you? Who are you? 
he doesn't have at 24 or 25, whatever the hell he is now, he doesn't have to limit himself, but the Patriots have to decide, is this a guy who solidifies himself as the backup number two, no matter what we do, whether we get a free agent veteran like a Baker Mayfield, for lack of a better example, I know he's probably not coming, but go Mayfield and Zappi. Do we look at Zappi as a guy who can hold the spot warm if we draft Jaden Daniels or Drake May? Or do we look at Zappi as a guy who's still probably someone that we want to replace? If he was ever your starting quarterback, you would always be looking to replace him. That, to me, is is my bottom line. But, but Andy, when we, you say developing opinion, after watching him in preseason and training camp, he was unusable and deserved to be released. Whatever he did in the practices that led to Malik Cunningham leapfrogging him for the Raiders game when the Patriots needed a spark, it couldn't have been good. So you give him an immense amount of credit for persevering and getting to the point where he's here. Yeah, who knows what was said in that phone conversation between he and Kurt Warner, what kind of work he's put in or what's changed, but there's no denying that this is a different Bailey Zappi, maybe the best version of Bailey Zappi we've seen. And while we could lament and play the game, Tom, of how many more wins do you think they'd have if they put Bailey Zappi in earlier? That's going to get us absolutely nowhere, no how, no time soon. So best not to lament uh, and lay back on that one and just keep charging forward. It's Tommy Kern from NBC Sports Boston, a frequent guest here at WEI, joining Fitzy and Hart on the Harbor One Hotline. Um, Tommy, I wanted to see if I could get a quick reaction to a tweet earlier from a friend of yours, friend of the show, friend of all everyone in Patriots Nation, Mike Giardi, um, where he linked up to his piece in the Boston Sports Journal saying, uh, speaking of Belichick, he's expressed doubt about his future in New England to the staff at various points over the past few weeks. To the best of my knowledge, and it's reported by NFL Network, he has yet to sit down with ownership. And uh, editorial note, this is where Mike finishes off with a big one. If he won't survive, I think this is a massive misstep by RKK and JKK. What do you think about that one? I don't know what that means, if he won't survive. Oh, to not sit down and talk to him. If he gets fired. I don't know what if, that means. So I have no idea what Mike's driving at in, in, in the final portion of his tweet. But I'd say this, if you haven't met and the number of decisions that need to be made, it's just a quarterback position alone. What are you doing with Mac Jones? What are you doing with Bailey Zappi? What are you doing in terms of free agency? Are we going to be looking to have a, a free agent veteran come in? What do you think we're going to do at, at quarterback? How does that, uh, excuse me, in the draft, how does that stack up? That's just quarterback. Never mind the Hunter Henry and Mike Wenu and all the other expiring contracts. There are so many conversations to be had about the roster that are imminent that the crafts need to have an understanding of exactly how they're going to do it. And the fact that they are smarter than we are and haven't had conversations about what they plan to do seems to be indicative of the fact that they've kind of decided what they're going to do. And that is, think about it for a second. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to sit down and have a conversation and allow in this run up to the end of the season, bill to make a case so that on January 7th or 8th, you're going to say, okay, we're, we're going to march it back. If you're not going to do that, then that will lead me to believe that if smart people understand the landscape of the NFL's off-season schedule, then you're not going to be convinced. What do you think of that, Andrew? Um, I, I think it's very Belichickian, actually, mm. um, over the years. Not, not um, 
not addressing things until the time comes to actually address them. You know, I told Fitzy, you know, I've had cross paths with assistant coaches that the season end, their contract had expired, and they're like, uh, I don't know if I'm coming back. He hasn't said one way or the other whether I'm gone or not coming back. And I think that is a very Belichickian management style to just play it out and deal with the deadline and the day and the decision uh, when it comes. But I, that may or may not be what the Crafts are doing. Um, I wonder, that, that, that's a negative storyline, right? Belichick in the end, whatever, losing, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Let's end on a positive one for me. Fitzy mentioned it earlier, Christian Barmore, bit of a beast, <laughs> bit unblockable if you're a Denver Bronco the other night. Um, where is the ceiling on him? Like, I, I've always said he reminds me physically of Richard Seymour. Not necessarily that he was producing like Richard Seymour, but physically just the build and the athleticism with the size. Where do you see this going with Christian Barmore, and are you hopeful that he will be a long-term building block for the Patriots? I think anybody who likes the Patriots has to look at the best player on their roster and hope that he sticks around because that's what he is. Phil and I did a, a, a little poll last week who were the 20 best Patriots. Whatever order we both ended up with, it was Barmore, Gonzalez, Judon. Um, then I think we had Trent Brown, Hunter Henry, Mike and Wenu in, in that mix. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, that's it's not an exactly a murderer's row. But Christian Barmore can play for any team, as can Gonzalez. So you you don't want your best player to leave. So I, I would hope that they're able to figure something out, and I would hope that – but he's going to command a lot of money because he is a game wrecker, which is yeah. awesome that they have someone who legitimately fits that bill. Tommy, it's been great chatting with you. I'm glad you had a good Christmas as well. The narrative has changed once again on the season, and while it's getting a little more interesting, we do only have two games to go. It's a shame, but uh, like you said, it is what it is, and there's a lot still to unpack, so we'll look forward to hearing from you on Quick Slants later tonight, of course, on NBC Sports Boston, reading you up and hearing you here on the station as well. Uh, get the a little rest and maybe a hot toddy for your television tonight, and uh, have a great rest of the week. We'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, guys. Take care. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. You as well. Tom E. Curran from NBC Sports Boston joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.